stop trying to suppress your imagination. Because for the longest time, I would always tear myself down. I was like, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. Look at how amazing they are. And within the past two years, I finally stopped saying I can't or I won't into I'm going to try and I will. Hi, I'm Merman Andrew, and you're entering a world gone good. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and here we are yet again, shining and finding the light in the darkness to prove there's still good out there and lots of it. This is World Gone Good. Have you heard about our brand new companion website where we are sharing all kinds of good new stuff? I'm talking uh, new videos, extended audio clips, episode sneak peeks, and much more good things featuring our previous good guests as well as future good guests all to come. That's a long sentence. There's a lot to, you know, take in, take it in, take it in. I put up a video where I show you how to make my peanut butter chocolate chip oat bars, people. If that doesn't get you interested, I don't know what will. Check out patreon.com slash world gone good and see how you can get in on the good and support this here good show. That's patreon.com slash world gone good. So today we are talking about something good that we have avoided for too long. Mermaids. I know. I know. You thought I was going to say wine. Shut up. You don't know me. Here are some fun facts about mermaids. The first documented account of seeing an actual mermaid was made by, any good guesses? Christopher Columbus. You know, the same guy who thought we landed in Asia when he showed up here. Yeah, that guy. Maybe not the most trustworthy witness uh, or source. There is also a story that John Smith of Jamestown cited a mermaid, and he described it as, quote, by no means unattractive. But this, too, is debatable as historically accurate or just something some writer came up with. But wait, wait. Remember Edward Teach? Sorry. You know him better as the famous pirate Blackbeard. In a logbook, it is recorded that he made an order to steer clear of a certain area he believed inhabited by merfolk. The point of me telling you all this is how far back this fascination goes. From 1492 when Columbus sailed the ocean blue to now in 2023 when Ariel has gone live action looking for stuff, calling it neat. Wouldn't you think her collection's complete? Such a collective fascination we have that Netflix launched a show called Mer People, which garnered itself a perfect 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a very good thing. This show is all about people who connect and identify with mermaids and have taken it next level. My guest today is one of those next level people. I mean, mer people. Andrew Porter is an underwater content creator living his best life down under, literally. And he's one of the talents featured on Mer People. This is his fantastic story. Well, sir, I have had some very fascinating guests on here. I've had New York Times bestselling authors, television celebrities, chefs, rescue people, 
politicians. And I think this is, no, I don't think I know. This is a first. So I'm going to ask you to just start off and tell everybody what it is you do and or are. So I am a professional merman. I travel the globe performing in aquarium shows, tank shows, parties, corporate functions. And yes, when I say merman, I wear a tail for a living. It is the most fun job I have ever had because it never feels like work. I get to be a magical creature every single day. Ah, this makes me so happy. Okay, I'm so happy, but you don't even know how happy I'm. Look, I've been a swimmer my whole life. I swim two to three days a week myself, and uh, not with a tail, uh, with kickboard sometimes, sometimes some fins on my feet. Help me out here. How did this start? Truthfully, it was by accident. I was working for a brand, and a mermaid didn't show up for an event, and I was like, well, there's a tail, So I threw it on and I got booked for many events after that. And I've been a merman for five years now, went pro about two years ago. So it's been a crazy journey. That's amazing. Okay, so you get this tale. How did you feel getting into it? Is it claustrophobic? Did you slide right? Like, (laughs) not to get too graphic with your tale, but you know what I'm saying. Thankfully, I was wearing a tail that was from a brand called Mer Taylor and they have these silicone monofins. So putting it on was kind of like putting on a pair of shoes the, but the second I kind of strapped in and like put the tail over my legs, I was like, wow, I am stuck together. This is a weird feeling, but it was honestly easier to swim in a tail than it was to swim with legs. So maybe I was made to do this. Let's hope. There's got to be some breath work here because you do, do you dive in, you dove in. Are you good at holding your breath? Do you have a little oxygen help? No. So I do not use breathing apparatuses when I'm under the water. So I am a trained freediver. That's kind of oh, cool. how I went into the pro category. I became a trained freediver, certified freediver. And then there's actually mermaid certifications you can get now through the same company. And so I train pretty much three days a week on depth diving and holding my breath. Oh, that's amazing. I've seen so many of these pool videos with these people who um, hold weights, you know, and they go all the way down and see how long they can hold themselves down there. Now, what were you doing beforehand that led to this change? Actually, I was like in alcohol sales, ironically. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was working an event and that's kind of how the change happened because I was like, well, I like the mermaid side of things and I kept getting booked for events and I was like, well, goodbye that world. Hello, this magical world. That's amazing. So were you going to events and you were seeing other mermaids? Yeah. So I was going to like all these festivals. I mean, thankfully, you know, I'm in Florida. So you kind of see mermaids, you know, we are home of the mermaids. We have mermaid shows. We have shows all over the state that have mermaids in them. So I was like, I don't see a merman. This is weird. And then the first professional mermaid I met was Eric from Mer Taylor, who makes the tails. And I was like, wow, that's a really big bar. All right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's take a step back here. So we make the decision, you make the decision to go full on mer everything. What is the reaction from your family? What is the reaction from your friends? Pro con, 
Okay, so truthfully, like, everyone was like, okay, that's a little weird. There's no way you can make money out of that. Like, what are you expecting to do? Now, on the flip side, after my family, everyone's seeing me on Netflix and things like that, they're like, hold on, you made this a career. And I was like, yeah, I did. And now they are the most supportive people. Like, every day I see them, like, resharing my stuff. Oh, my gosh, look at Look at my son. Look at my brother. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> but did you have pride with it when you first were telling people? Or were you kind of like, so what do you do? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I used to go, I'm a mermaid. And they're like, huh? And now I'm like, hi, I'm Andrew. I'm a professional merman. And they always go, oh, I'm a caterpillar. I'm like, no, wait, really, I am. Let me show you. I love it. And I, what I love about it is that you followed your joy. I really did. Like each day I fall more and more in love with it, which I didn't think was possible, but I fall more and more in love with it every single day because I meet other mer people in the community. I have different functions and events that I get to do. I just got back from Canada with an amazing company called Mermaids Make Waves up there. And we had a bunch of mer people up there swimming in this aquarium with sturgeon and so many other aquatic lives. And it was just phenomenal. There's a fine line with anything, right? You have, you know, we we talk to a lot of rescue people here on the show, and there's those dog people. I got three dogs. I'm a dog person, but I'm also not a dog person. <laughs> like, I can I can be out and I'm not, like, I have friends who are probably going to listen to this who are like, oh, we got to get home to the dog. I've never been the we got to get home to the dog. I'm like, they got their three of them. They're fine. Just leave them be. They're fine. Is there a fine line between people who are really into this to a part of it's a little questionable i mean not judging not judging i mean there is some extremes there's extremes in everything that you do in life i mean like you were just saying about that but i feel like this one's a healthy extreme i mean your bank account's gonna hate you because it is very expensive to be a professional merman and or mermaid because tails start at like five hundred dollars so it's expensive but It's just a magical moment. I mean, I feel like you can never go too much, but I'm always extra. So I am the worst person to ask. (laughs) I love it. How many tails do you have? I've lost count. Okay. I I have, I have a lot. I have silicone, I have fabric, but everything I use is from one tail maker. I do not use any other brands, but it's because it's made by a merman and he's also here in Florida. So I'm like, I want to support a local business that I can drive to and pick up my tail rather than have to wait weeks and weeks and weeks. Is everything in your house or do you have a storage unit? Um, I have my mermaid cove. So everything is in my mermaid cove. It is like a separate large like storage facility and everything stays there. Ironically, if you come in my house, I have zero mermaid decorations, which is hilarious. I I love this. Okay, so let's talk about the Mermaid Co. for a, a moment here. Is it um is it like the inside of I Dream of Genie's Bottle? You're probably too young to know that reference. Uh is it is it a is it more of a storage unit or is it an actual cove that we can go into and have drinks and there's like, you know, projections and there's cool things going on? What's happening? Tell me about the cove. That's the ultimate goal. I mean, that is the ultimate goal to get there, to be completely honest. But no, it is more of like a storage unit. It's not pretty. You walk in, there's like tails on every corner. There's tridents. There's bins. It's not pretty, but it's everything ready for me to go to grab and go and be like, all right, I have a gig tomorrow. I'm flying to Texas. Let's go. 
and I can just grab and go. So talk about the goal for a second here. Is there a Merman Andrew Cove in the works that is a uh, tiki-themed bar-esque kind of place? Actually, that is, so I just launched a brand new company called Merman Mafia, and that's kind of the goal for that. Okay. I'm all ears. Continue. (laughs) Uh, I mean, my biggest goal is to, you know, open up mermaid bars across the U.S., so that is my big goal, so I can have live shows for people to perform and really more opportunity for people, so that's really my goal with what I do. And I do run a lot of the Renaissance fairs around the U.S., so I actually bring tridents and tanks and everything with me. So I kind of bring my mermaid cove with me everywhere I go. Have you always been in the arts? Have you always been in the fantasy world? I was actually, I went to a phenomenal performing arts high school out in Utah. And I ironically went there for theater and ended up graduating as a dance major, which was weird to me because I had never danced before, but you know, here we are. But it also combined my worlds because I loved performing arts, but I was also on swim team. So I was like, hmm, how can I combine this? And here I am 10 years later figuring out that this is how I combined it. Yeah, because there's movement going on, right? So there's athleticism going on, there's sport going on, but there's also creativity going on. Oh, absolutely. When I am under that under that water and like I'm in a tank at an aquarium, It's all about like beautiful movements, posing, acting, because you have to think we're not talking underwater. We have like voiceovers, we have music that we lip sync to. It really depends on the show. Very interesting. Now, sometimes, okay, we're going to get to this in a second. We're going to get to your social, your social world here in a second, everybody's social world, right? But I've seen a lot of videos of you. You do this thing that blows my mind, and I've seen other mer people do it. You exhale this amount of air bubbles, and you almost make shapes out of it. Yes. What is that? Talk me through it. How do you train to do that? Well, I did not realize that kind of became my staple on social media, which was crazy to me because I guess I do it in a different way than other people because I literally throw mine at the glass, which creates this like giant ring, but I can create hearts now, stars, like so many different things. I don't really know how I do it. I just know I push myself arm's length away from the glass And I blow like I'm blowing a kiss. And I literally take my hand from my mouth and I throw it at the glass. And that's how it works. I've seen the videos. It's insane. Now, insanely cool. That's a good thing, people. Now, here's a question. How do you practice doing something like that? Are you in your bathtub at home? Are you in the mirror at home? What's the practice to it? I mean, thankfully, in... Florida, we are very thankful. We have fresh bodies of water that are crystal clear. So I typically have my really good friend go with me and she kind of records me and I practice that way. But I also do practicing in so many different ways. Like in a pool, I have glass panels that I can take in and I can actually practice like facials, things like that, and see myself one-on-one rather than being like, I hope this looks good. <laughs> so speaking of which, your social media, you've kind you're kind of out there in social media. What do you think it is about you that connects with people? 
I feel like I give a different array rather than like just being a mermaid on social media because I not only do mermaid, I do underwater modeling. I do rock running, which is very hard to do, but it's an amazing workout and training exercise. But I'm also super goofy. Like, honestly, if you see videos of me, like in Canada, I'm upside down doing this thing that like we ended up calling the crabby arm because I don't know how it happened, but it was great. Um, my friend JC says it's the steal your husband, steal your wives um, move. I don't know. It just, it happened. But I also kind of play into all categories. So being a man that is not afraid to like show off, I'll be in like some like cheeky underwear, like a jockstrap rock running and just kind of a, go to all audiences because I'm, I'm not afraid. I've worked really hard to get where I am. So I'm like, let's just show it all. Why not? I love it. And I love that you're, you're bold and you, you want to put yourself out there. Speaking of the rock running, because I've watched videos of you doing it. I've watched other people doing it. That is so interesting to me. How do you keep yourself down on the floor of whatever body of water you're in? The rock has to be heavy enough to physically hold you down. So rocks that I grab have to be anywhere from 40 to 45 pounds. So I go down there and I lift this rock up underwater and I have to make sure it holds me on the bottom. If it doesn't, I have to start all over again and find one that is heavy enough to keep me down. Interesting. Uh, Because the video I saw of you was from behind, so I didn't even see you holding the rock. Yep, that's why you see like my arms are like up towards my chest because I'm literally holding it against my chest. How long can you hold your breath underwater? It's dependent, to be completely honest. It depends on many different factors. Like even what I ate the night before is a huge factor in it. But typically anywhere from two to four minutes. What is a good night before meal to keep yourself, um, I don't want to say unbuoyant, non-buoyant? <laughs> down un- under the sea? Well, you just want to stay like less carbs, things like that, because you don't want to have like bloating happening. So you won't have any carbonation. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't be drinking the night before. Like you want all of these factors to kind of play in to make sure that you have as much, the least amount in your stomach as possible, because that's going to help for airflow. You can kind of get more air into your lungs and really just kind of go for it. Okay. Now let's go to the question, you know, that's coming. The Little yes. Mermaid. <laughs> what would Is you there, like okay. to know? <laughs> okay, well, have you met her? No. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, She's my little cousin. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh my god, a freaking! I would love if she was. Okay, here we go. Have you seen the live action version? I have. I got okay. to go to a pre-release before it came out. Nice. Did you swim at it or anything, or did you just go like legs on? Uh, I wish, but I did bring my tail. So, I mean, I had to. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Okay, so animated versus live action, which is the better movie? It's too difficult, to be honest. It's too difficult to choose. I mean, there's parts of the new one, like the sparkly dress moment. I, I was I was very mad. I was very mad. We did not get a sparkly dress coming out of the water moment. I was very upset. Um, But... They're so, people are like, they're so similar. It was like, they're not though. They're so different. The, yes, the plot line is the same, but 
the stories are so different to be able to say, oh, I like this one better than this one. So honestly, I mean, I really can't choose. Can't I choose. Mean, the, I mean, the original Little Mermaid is what made me fall in love with mermaids. So, I mean, uh, that always has a special place in my heart. The movie Splash, have you seen it? Oh, of course. I have a tale that actually matches that tale. For real? Yeah. <laughs> I call it my goldfish tale. Do you see this as your good thing that you bring to the world? I do, because a lot of people sit there and they want to be creative. They want to be imaginative. And they're like, oh, well, I would love to have this magical job, but that's not possible. And I thought the same way. But there's so many mer people that I have been able to create them into having this as a full-time job now with under my business that it's really changed their world. And this past year I've given so many opportunities to people that literally have called me crying and they're like, you, you don't know what that meant to me that your event was my first gig I ever got to work and thank you for trusting in me. And so I really do. I think it's my good thing that I get to bring to the world because I watch videos of people literally watching me and they're like, falling and just happy and I'm like I made that smile happen if you could go back to a younger version of yourself who maybe wasn't as sure of where he was in life I don't know 10 11 6 18 whatever age you want to pick what would you say to that younger Andrew now what would you tell him I would tell him stop trying to suppress your imagination because for the longest time I would always tear myself down. I was like, Oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. Look at how amazing they are. And within the past two years, I finally stopped saying I can't or I won't into I'm going to try and I will. And it has opened up a whole new world for me. And I just want little Andrew to know, like, it's okay. It's okay that you're weird. It's okay that you're goofy and different and love prancing around everywhere. Guess what? You're going to be an underwater prancer here soon. It's so amazing. And it's so inspiring because I don't care what age we are. We can refine that. And I think that we have that as kids, you know, deep down inside. And we want that, um, that okay that you just said. And it's like when you find it in yourself as an adult and it's like, oh my God, and you almost relink to that younger version of yourself and said, hey, I've been thinking this to some degree the entire time. And now I'm going to let everything else, push everything else out of the way. I'm going to take all the nose away and my own fear away and just allow it to be. Yeah. And I, I watched a video recently of my younger self. and I don't even remember this, but like, I had like tied my legs together and I was like, I want to be a mermaid. And I laughed hysterically because I was like, oh my gosh, if only six-year-old me knew that this would be my job, he would start crying. <laughs> that's, it's ama- that's, the, that's the best good thing you could say on this show. It's just a constant reminder. And it's such a simple, simple thing to just get back to that thing that you find good because... Like I've said this on the show so many times, people come to me and say, oh, I want to start a podcast, but I don't know if I want to start it. I want to do a podcast on mermaids, but I don't think anyone else will want to listen to it. Should I do it? Should I not do it? And I always say, do you like it? 
do you think it's good? And they say, yeah, then I guarantee you there's a thousand million other people that are going to light up when they listen and see that you're doing this. And that's exactly what's happening to you. Well, yeah. And it's, you know, everyone always sees mermaids online. And then I get hundreds of thousands of comments that are like, oh my gosh, finally a merman. And there's so many guys that are like, I didn't know that I could do this. And I'm like, yes, you can. Come on, let's go. We close these shows with uh, three questions. Don't worry. You know the answers. Don't panic. Number one, where do people find you? How do they follow you and get to know more about Merman Andrew, who I think it should be Mermandrew, but go ahead. Go. Everyone says that. Um, So you can find me on all social media platforms under Merman Andrew. The easiest way if you are trying to connect with me and you want to ask me questions is Instagram. Um, because TikTok is a little finicky. So Instagram's the easiest. Um, and if you want to book me for your upcoming event, you can do that through Instagram and or my website, mermanandrew.com. Oh, that's important to know. You can be booked to come and do private events. Absolutely. People book me across the United States and Canada to come out for their private functions, um, big events, gatherings. Um, there's a lot of charities that bring me out because they want to do some stuff so I can be booked anywhere. So if you want me at your next party, shoot me a DM. Oh, and here's a question I have on that. So when you get booked, do you send them the parameters of like, I need a tank of this size or did they tell you? So I give parameters. So if you are wanting me to bring a tank, then, you know, obviously separate costs go into that because I'm going to have to transport it. If you don't want a tank show and you have a pool, I can give you a pool show. Or if you want a land event, I can do land meet and greets. There's so many different parameters that go into it. And a lot of people book for different things. Some people book for underwater modeling, underwater um, burlesque, so many different things that I offer. So it's really, I can create any package for whatever event you really need. The second to last question can go back to anything we've talked about, anything you want to say. It is this. Who inspires you? Who inspires me? To be honest, so many amazing merfolk inspire me for different reasons. Like my friend Eric, who runs Mer Taylor, inspires me because he was, he sought out with a dream and was like, well, I can't perform in this aquarium, so I'm going to make my own. So he did. He made a mermaid aquarium show in Florida at his own location. Mind blowing. My friends at Mermaid Make Waves up in Canada, uh, JC and Ocean Mermaid Page, they're just a phenomenal business supplying amazing mermaids and just such good-hearted people that they are some of the most important people to me. And then my mermaid friends, like Guardian of the, Guardian of the Waters, Luna Marie, all my friends that I worked with on the cast of Mer People on Netflix, like we're just, I love them all. And they all inspire me in different ways. The final question is not a question. It's a statement to finish whatever you want to say. It is this. Tell me something good. Something good. It's never too late. It doesn't matter what that dream is. I didn't realize at 24 years old, I can leave the corporate world and become a mermaid and just create magic every single day 
So just remember, it's never too late because I put a I put a woman in a tail four days ago. She was 74 years old. It's never too late. Thank you, Merman Andrew, for making such a good splash with us today. Next time on World Gone Good. My background in mind-body medicine is actually from Harvard's Mind-Body Institute. And I've also studied botanical meds um, through Columbia University. And... Um, I am a hypnotic anesthesiologist, which is a fancy way of saying I'm specifically trained to address pain and general PTSD. People who are in pain cannot always take pain meds. Some people have addiction in their past, so they're not someone who can take a pain med. Well, what do you do when you're in pain? So we... As a hypnotic anesthesiologist, we use the mind to block the pain. Well, we were underwater for this show, so now it's time to breathe, people. Who better to help us find our breath, our happy place, than Dr. Tranquility? You've seen her on ABC News and The View, as well as in Glamour and Cosmopolitan Magazine, just to name a few places. And her regular show, Dr. Tranquility Talks, Conscious Dating and Relationships, brings in 2 million-plus listeners every Friday across 13 markets on both AM and FM radio. She's joining us to have a good conversation all about connecting and reconnecting with ourselves who we are, and who we want to be. I can't wait for you to hear our good chat. Until then, be good.